Welcome to Front Row Geeks. David? Yeah, let's get started. All right, let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Front Row Geeks. This is episode, wait for it, this is episode 69! Yay for Juvenile. Yeah! That's going to make titling this episode really easy, because it's just going to be the title of episode 69. And the episode is just going to be that. So, David, it's appropriate that it's just you and I today. <laughs> <laughs> if Justin had remembered, he would have been joining us. Poor Justin. Don't throw him under the bus. Things happen. People are busy. Well, yeah. Well, just like they were the reason why he... Um... Just like all you fine people are probably really busy, listen to us while you work. Or play. Or work play. Or, or play, play work. work. Ah. Uh, okay. All right. So, let's get into it because... Well, let's get into our weekly update of Pokemon Go because what else? <laughs> Why not? Ah, yes. The judging of Pokemon with inappropriate names. Well, we could go into that. But I was going to go with this week in Pokemon Go. David, Pokemon Go is losing millions of members. Oh my god, it's over! Just like every other game out there. It gets popular real quick, and then people just start losing interest. Oh. So, so we're fine? It's fine. Yeah, okay, yeah. Duh. I mean, like, once they release Gen 2 Pokemon... It'll be right back it'll, up. It'll pop back up. Yeah. So, yeah, that's basically the reaction I've had to reading those, is that there's nothing to worry about. Like, in in two different ways, it's perfectly reasonable to think that there's a drop in membership right now. The first of that mm-hmm. being that, yeah, Niantic, you have been fucking up. There are just some things that grate at us that keep us from playing. Of course. And if you had fixed that, maybe this drop won't be as significant. That being said, it's perfectly reasonable to understand that maybe some of the people who want to get into it to give it a shot are done with it. Maybe people have gotten, have generally gotten as far as what they really wanted and have since dropped. Or people like me who just hadn't had a chance to play it in like three weeks. <laughs> but... I mean, other than that, you're right. It's perfectly normal for something like this to super raise the numbers and all of a sudden drop, have a drop. I mean, it's the same thing that happened with No Man's Sky. And Justin's going to slap me next time he sees me. Why? Why do he slap you? He loves you. He no, loves remember, we can't mention that game anymore. Yeah, we can't. It was just that we mentioned it too many times in the last episode. Yeah. Essentially, it's like every new game, and this is going to include like one that we're going to mention later in the uh, episode, is that... New game comes out. Bunch of people play it. And then after like two or three weeks, the players start dwindling and dwindling to the point of where it's just the just, people... Just ask World of Warcraft. <laughs> They've been slowing down since 20, uh, 2008. Oh no! Oh no! 
But with the new expansion, they're going to try and bring people back. Just like they do every expansion. Yeah. So, like, not even really anything to be, like, concerned about. That's just kind of how way things are. And I'm sure after over a decade of, like, having massive amount of players play the game, I'm sure they're doing okay. I'm pretty sure Blizzard is... Just fine. I, I, I'm pretty sure they've gotten a new cash cow on the market that helps them at least bring in the moolah. I wonder, is Overwatch doing that for him, you think? Overwatch seems to be doing so well. I mean, like, it's it's taken over some of the StarCraft brackets in the uh, esports. Because of just how, quotations, balanced it is. And how many players are actually playing it competitively. I mean, I haven't played Overwatch myself. I've only seen our own streamer, Andy, or D, do it. And, I mean, it's fun for to watch at least yeah i've never been terribly good at like competitive fps games so i've never really gotten into it but for me i i'm i'm looking at it going like huh and then slowly somehow getting into the lore and characterization even though like with an fps it's like why even have characterization but then again i mean like take a look at team fortress 2 there is characterization there for for the uh, characters but it's just it's very superficial. It's very just... It's there so they can introduce new game modes. And it's comedic, I think. A lot of it was felt more comedic than anything else. It, it was just so off the wall. Like, the fact that in the world of uh, uh, Team Fortress 2, Australia rules the world because of the fact of everybody is, like, a supermodel there. And their leader literally has... Like, the only reason why he's so powerful is because of the fact that he's wrestled three bears. <laughs> I didn't actually know that. I It's mentioned somewhere, but... um. But yeah, you're right. The Overwatch is really, like, it's a heavy plot for a game that is almost nothing to do with a story mode or anything like that, so it's yeah. fun. Um, But anyway, but yeah, Pokemon Go losing people is not, like the end of the world or even a sign that like it's all going wrong for them i mean yes we've talked about plenty of times even our own podcast that they could be doing a lot more could be and i see a lot of videos everywhere about how to improve pokemon go and like yes that makes absolute sense i don't know why they're not doing it i've also seen the counterpoint of like the fact that is pokemon go really worth keeping up i mean shut it phone uh, oh. but it, it's more along the lines that, uh... It's just Lordy texting me. Yeah. From my perspective, it's like, okay, there's... They've mentioned future plans, Niantic has mentioned future plans, that they're going to be slowly introducing Pokemon and doing, like, legendary events. Like, and these are going to be, like, worldwide events where people can get legendaries, like Mewtwo. Or the legendary three birds, or Mew, or the Devil Pokemon. I don't know what it's called. There's supposed to be like a God and Devil Pokemon that I never. I don't think I played that version of the game, and so I don't know. But I've seen literally, I've seen two videos, like parody videos online, featuring both. So thank you, Dorkly, for doing that for me. Um, the the closest one that God Pokemon is is Arceus. I think that's the one. It's like white, right? 
it's white it looks like a horse and mm-hmm. it has a halo around it yeah something like that uh then the closest one uh, that would have been diamond pearl and platinum and the devil one would have been giratina i don't remember the name of that one but i just saw a dorkly video like a couple of days ago yeah. basically it was like 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 that pokemon versus a butterfree and the butterfree is like, oh my god, I'm about to fight the Pokemon Devil. I'm so fucking screwed. Holy shit! And, and, and apparently, you can all of a sudden you see the trainer in the background, it's like, 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 it's thinking kind of like fart face. Use use rain dance. And Butterfree's like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean what? The fuck? You're the Pokemon Devil. You don't see that scary anymore. And and then the Pokemon Devil's holding like a like one of the berries that prevents falling asleep. Uh huh. And it's like, oh, I accidentally dropped, I accidentally dropped my berry. Butterfree uses sleep powder. He goes to sleep. <laughs> he loses. <laughs> oh my god. And then he like the trainer brings back that that Pokemon and brings out the God Pokemon, and it's the same thing. And that's when it ends. But it's, it's pretty entertaining video. I recommend it. <laughs> I recommend it. Front row. Watch it. Um, Enjoy it. As such, we're we're kind of patiently waiting. Um, Sun and Moon. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's probably going to be a fun game, too. Um, I wonder if I'm going to have time to play it, though, because I haven't played for shit any any games lately. Uh, the only thing that I've really been playing, and I should play at least a little bit more before uh, the three months is up, is Final Fantasy fourteen. But lately I've been playing Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. I have no idea what it's about. Go on. Uh, Stardew Valley is... It came out few months ago quite a few months ago actually and it's it's harvest moon for steam oh um, uh, and without a ding work to okay david we're having a meeting at six o'clock okay <laughs> um stardew valley is essentially i think a mix of harvest moon and terraria and can it, you dig to the center of the world and fight the devil there is a very very deep mine shaft that you have to traverse, and the reason why you have to go through the mine shaft is because that uh, the mine shaft is the only place where you can get materials for upgrading your tools and such, as well as for the item crafts, uh, certain materials for item crafting. Maybe I will play this game only because I played Terraria for like all of like twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and I liked the idea that I could explore everything, but I hated the building mechanic. I didn't under. I, I still don't understand how to build shit in that game. To uh, to me, I'm I'm okay with Terraria, but Do you I'm know how to build the... something. Maybe you can teach me. Maybe I like the game. I know, know how to build something. Well, it, the the major difference between Terraria and Stardew Valley is that the recipes uh, you learn them either by like getting it or by actually leveling up certain skills and such, and. They will always be in a build inventory, uh, build menu, mm-hmm. and they simplified it so it's like, okay, here's the materials. If you don't have the right materials, they're going to be in red. If you do, they'll be like in black. And if you have enough materials to make one of them, the actual item will be shown off in the menu. Otherwise, it's going to be kind of grayed out. So. Uh, the other thing is that unlike uh, Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley is a lot more in-depth. Uh, because A, you can have crows basically eat seeds and stuff, which... You have to fight off crows? 
you have to build scarecrows. Um, there's also are these Gundam sized scarecrows? Because no, be these are just normal, normal scarecrows, not Gundam sized scarecrows. Do they have brains? These scarecrows? No, these but are just normal, normal scarecrows. We can't upgrade them to have brains. No. Okay, go on. Um, you can create a lightning rod and use it uh, on your farm to essentially capture and store lightning bolts in battery packs to attack. No, no, to build other things. Mm. Okay, um, I guess that's fine. Uh, also, there uh, it still has like be merry and befriend uh, fellow villagers. Uh, however, unlike uh, Harvest Moon, where the owners of Harvest Moon are like, you can't. It, it, it's uh, hetero only. You can have a uh, homosexual partnership in the game. In in Stardust. In, in Stardew. Stardew. Stardust. Stardew Valley. Yes. Star me. Star yeah. you. I will slap you soon. <laughs> Star. Stardew. Stardew Valley. Stardew. It's an interesting name, Stardew. What does it imply? Um. There, there's actually some weird parts into it, like the fact that I've unlocked a dwarf. Which, I also, because, uh, like, there's various things that you can collect in it. Like, you can collect lost library books. Mm -hmm. And one of the library books, because I'm kind of far in the game, I'm I'm almost, most of the way through fall, my first fall. He's, are you already the god of, of your world? Not yet. Oh, no, okay. I'm nowhere close. Um, And one of the books mentions that dwarves mention that they are sky people. So mm -hmm. it's hypothesized that they're actually... Aliens? Aliens! That their their ship crashed so far into the depth of the earth that they've just grown accustomed to being in underground. And so like they they don't venture out because maybe the um normal barometric pressure for them is just it won't work for them. Hmm. Uh, another thing is that my little tiny ranch, uh, farm, I woke up one morning and there was a gigantic huge meteor in the center of it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'll just take my pickaxe. Conk! You can't, you can't break this. Maybe you need a stronger pickaxe. I'm like... And uh, at the time I had the second level pickaxe. Which, it's like, you have the starting and then second level... I don't have... None of my tools are third level yet. Is there a su Super Saiyan Rose pickaxe? As far as I know, it's <laughs> normal, <laughs> copper, steel. I have yet to upgrade anything on steel because it's. I'm still kind of in that weird phase where I'm trying to earn a lot of money mm -hmm. while trying to get my farm up to snuff. So you weren't upset that a meteor crashed into your farm? Not really, because there was nothing there where it crashed. Oh, I was about to say, like... I'm pretty pissed. <laughs> I mean, if it hit the freaking chicken coop, I would have been pissed. But okay, wait, wait. So, how big was the size of this meteor that it didn't destroy your entire land? Um, I think it just hit straight down because there's no like trail behind it. It's just sitting there, right above like a giant huge lake that's in the middle of my. Farm. I want MythBusters to test how big a, a meteor of that in that 
it's, that can be. It's not big. big. It's not big. It, How big would you say it is? Like scaled to the real world. About this. Maybe a little bit larger than that chair. Okay, so like a chair size. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that would be significantly large enough to like cause widespread destruction, at least on your farm. So the fact that it just plopped on the ground on the earth is like is suspicious. Well, it, it, it's the fact that it's like maybe an alien dropped it off. <laughs> maybe an alien dropped it off. Um, other crazy things about it is that the, it, certain parts will unlock as you progress through the game, like the fact that there was an earthquake. Oh shit! And all it did Wait, was open. The grandpa in the beginning of this game didn't say there was earthquakes. What the fuck? The grandpa was dying, and if you go to the farm, there's grandpa's shrine, and there's a note on it that says, hey, blank, whatever your character's name is, I'll be back in three years. That's even more ominous than aliens. And oh, shit. It's like, shit, zombie grandpa. Or ghost dad? Ghost dad. Oh, no, no, ghost grandpa. It's ghost grandpa. Well, it'd still be as creepy as Bill Cosby at this point. Yeah. Uh, also, some of the characters in there. Still, no, no, because we did watch a video of Stardew Valley. A little intro, bit of Stardew Valley, think, thanks to Markiplier's video, and like your grandpa said, this would be like a new start, relaxing life, getting away from like the stress of like like a nine to five dystopian world. Oh you yeah, tell me Georgia. That now, Georgia hey, is crazy. And I, okay. Sure, aliens ha is something unexpected, but at least like interesting. But fucking earthquakes! You're telling me like, that was part of the deal, and and nobody's concerned. Well, there's earthquakes. Let's grow here. There's a mine shaft filled with deadly monsters. There's also a wizard. What's his name? Eric. Uh, actually, I don't recall his name. It's just labeled as wizard. Okay. And he makes you see spirits by feeding you this weird kind of herby concoction. Hell? I am playing this game. Play this game, everybody. <laughs> we all need to get high together. <laughs> Even virtually high. Um, also, there's like five um, people that you can woo in-game, both male and... Uh, there's like ten people in total, mm -hmm. but five female, five male. There's no alien? I feel like that kind of game would have an alien character you can sex up. No. What about a cat girl? People have been wishing Stardew Valley would open up so that they can start making mods <laughs> for the game so you can have a cat girl in the game. I know. I love you, Internet. Good job. <laughs> um, it's just th there's a lot of stuff in the game. Uh, that's set up, and I'm pretty, and they're trying to make more because there's going to be an online multiplayer component that they're working on, so you can actually create a farm to play with friends. <laughs> also, I like should mention, uh, not via Facebook. Fuck face, uh, Facebook. But the um, the thing is that uh, when you start up the game, you select, uh, you name your character. Uh, you name the farm, you name your favorite thing, you get to select which kind of pet you have, whether it's a cat or a dog. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can like customize your character to a certain extent, both color and clothing and color of clothing. And so I decided to name it after my namesake, Asher. And Omega. my... No, I just put Asher, because there Omega. wasn't... Stop that chain. 
<laughs> uh, I, I decided to name my farm the Pants Farm. Because I couldn't think of anything good to name it other than, like, okay, Pants Farm. You could have called it Alien Ant Farm. That would be great. <laughs> I actually want to do that. And it makes sense. <laughs> um, I, I, and I got a dog. I selected dog because the pet, the, like, whether you select a cat or a dog, they're not going to be helpful for anything. Is it just cosmetic? Cosmetic. Um, and when I got my dog, guess what I named it? Pantsuit? Baron. Oh. Aww. Aww. You do love me. Aww. In this weird fashion that you just kind of sit and lays about a farm and don't do anything other than run around. That would totally be what I do on a farm. Um, no lie. I have two chickens so far. I'm trying to get a uh And a, a partridge and a pear tree. I'm trying to get a barn up. And the two chickens are... Uh... Uh... Komoyo, which is, I think, Justin's handle, and the other one is D-Sodium. <laughs> so I have two chickens. You're a chicken, Hefley! You're a chicken. You're a fucking chicken! I'm still... And I still love you. I am trying to figure out um, what I... If I'm going to name uh, any of the other farm animals, because you can get cows, sheep, goats... Um, if you get a stable, you can get a horse, which you can ride around on. Um, God, what, what's wrong with my life that every time I hear the word horse, I have to say, of course. It's because of that damn song. Blame Mr. Ed. I could blame Mr. Ed, but I'm blaming the song because... Actually, that has nothing to do with the song. I was thinking the, the old lady who swallowed a horse. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's an old lady who swallowed a horse. She's dead, of course. So every time I hear that, I just say, of course, because it rhymes. Yeah. Sorry, it's like a sickness. I'm down with the sickness. Damn it, I'm doing it again. <laughs> you keep doing it, Eddie. But <laughs> the one thing I can mention is Stardew is just... Stardew? <laughs> is, it's very relaxing. And, like, I get home, uh, take my shoes off. Cry a little bit. Cry, yeah, cry a little bit because of how just dystopian my own job is, and I feel like I'm... <laughs> okay, it, here's the thing, is that the game starts out, like, after, like, this little brief instant of, like, when you're really, really young, and you're literally standing next to your grandfather's deathbed. He hands you a letter, going like... Looks like Santa Claus, by the way. Looks like Santa Claus, and as Markiplier put it. Hands you a letter, tells you to don't open it until you feel the crushing weight of your, uh, of your dis <laughs> uh, essentially when you feel like you're about to basically start to commit suicide because of your life decisions. Pull the trigger, open the letter, read it. If you like it, put down the gun. If not, well, <laughs> you're, kinda... <laughs> you're already and, on your way. <laughs> and so like it goes like XX years later, goes to Joja Corp, your lives, Smile. we own. <laughs> It's smile and it's like a cubicle farm with like security cameras everywhere and people in windows looking over the cubicle farm woody from toy story ended up there woody and licking the lips constantly there was also the one death that was terminated but then another death where somebody <laughs> somebody was terminated. died <laughs> and you kind of wonder how do you not fire a dead guy but somebody else gets terminated that dead guy must be on it. That dead guy <laughs> must be really productive for... Jo uh, and the corporation's name is Joja. 
Do you think that's a play on something? I think it's just a generic thing, even though I think there's actually a company with the name that abbreviates to Joja. And it's J-O-J-A. And uh, basically, you're you're one of these cubicle workers, and you're like, uh, I'm sick and tired of this place. So you open your top drawer, and there's the letter. You open it, and it's like, oh, it seems like you've kind of... Uh, you're kind of being feel, feeling so shitty in life that you need a break from it. Come, come to my farm. <laughs> come to the farm that you've now inherited. So, basically, you take... You I feel like that scene would have been improved if he actually had to break like it like in case of emergency. <laughs> and so you basically... That was my sound effect of glass breaking. So you essentially just quit your job at JoJo and take over the farm. And as such, that's how it's starts out so you get introduced to a few people and from there it's just so so it, it just starts taking off from there um and yes in pelican town the town that the farm is linked to in stardew valley is a joja mart which is essentially the big name corporation supermarket thing that Two of the worst townspeople that I absolutely hate are... Of course. That's the nature of this game. Thinking that society is over and we should reject it altogether. Well, well I'm not rejecting society, okay, Star Youth Valley? All right? Star, well, <laughs> the two people that work there are one guy who literally constantly goes like, what, Why are you talking to me? Don't you have work to do? Ooh. And the other one is like, the mother of one of the uh, people that you can woo, Aww. but she's an a, a raging alcoholic that lives in a trailer. Oh, she! <laughs> and freaking depressing. What's even more depressing is the fact that the person that you can woo, the daughter of this person, mm -hmm. every time it rains, she leaves the trailer to go sit under a tree outside. Holy crap! Is that because a she absolutely does not want to be in the trailer because of. Just, Why did she choose when it rains? Because <laughs> she she mentions that she hates the sound of raindrops on the roof of the trailer. Ooh, that's deep. And, like, when you talk to her, she comes but, across as this person that's, like, she's trying to better everybody's lives but her own because she has to take care of her alcoholic mother. Are you wooing this character, David? Uh, no, I'm trying to woo the gamer girl. Oh, duh. <laughs> I should have seen that one. I will say now, though, the that rain scene reminds me of, like, uh, the first Hunger Games. Yeah, you know and... I'm talking about? I mean, like, like, there's a lot of characters. Did someone throw bread at her? Weirdly throw, enough... Do you throw bread at her in the game? No. <laughs> you can give her bread once you get a kitchen. Uh, I feel like maybe there's a... there's a Someone's taking some, some credit here somewhere. Um, anyway... Anything mm -hmm. to wrap up about Star Stardew, Stardew Valley? Valley? I'll say this: it's. I'd say it's actually kind of worth the fifteen bucks full price. Oh, shit, never mind. Um, I'm just kidding. but it, you can also buy the soundtrack with it, and if you listen to the soundtrack, it's very, very calming. So, that was the sound of an alternate reality where the character did not follow the instructions in the letter. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of gunshots, let's talk about Black Lives Matter. <laughs> and its relationship to, said to say... Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I okay. 
I should really preface that a little bit because it sounds fucking terrible in that context. Yeah. So, Mankind Divided, the, the Dice X game, came out recently. Like, this last week, right? Or the week before? It came out on Monday. Okay. So, a week in, and I've already read, like, two articles, or at least one, maybe two, I think, now, that I can't remember now, that tried to mention that the game should be ashamed of itself because it appropriated the Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter, Matter movement. Because I think they even said, like, Ogs lives matter all augs lives matter something like that it's like a line like that well augs lives matter to preface the entire thing of mankind divided is leaving off from um human revolution deus ex human revolution Mm -hmm. essentially um it's been like at the end huge spoiler for this anyway if you have not played (gasps) it spoiler spoiler at the end of human revolution no matter which path you took it's come across that essential, uh, except for the death path, where even that one they kind of hand wave away, is essentially that mankind now is completely against human augmentation. And as such, uh, anybody who has augment, uh, augs or augmentations mm. is now treated as a third class citizen. Okay, so did you play the first and second game? Uh, I've played all of the Deus Ex games except for Invisible War. Okay. Because so I haven't played anything but Invisible, not Invisible War. Um, Human Revolution. Human Revolution. That's the first time I ever played a, a Deus Ex game. So, as far as I know, that game was actually a prequel to the other two games. The, uh, the events in that game happened before the events of the first and second game. Yeah. Uh, essentially, the... Because when it takes place uh, in the, the original Deus Ex, takes place after this huge kind of whoa! Botched... Come on, neighbors, stop speeding in my driveway! God damn it! Um, essentially, they kind of it, it's taking place after like a huge uprising, mm-hmm. and basically, parts of the Earth's atmosphere are royally fucked over uh-huh. um, from. Probably some events that are going to be happening in um, Mankind Divided. Uh, Because, like, essentially, uh, Adam Jensen Mm -hmm. is supposed to be the guy that leads into uh, the types of technological developments that are essentially handed down to his successor, J.C. Denton. Okay, so this, the character we played in the third game and the fourth game now is a like a precursor character to the game the character in the first and second game first game okay the second game is to another character and we don't talk about invisible war we never talk about it because it's done by a completely different team didn't have oh so invisible war is like a disavowed game for all intents and purposes anybody who's a fan of deus ex really does not like talking about invisible war okay it was that bad huh okay it it literally had none of the flair, and it felt more like just a garbage shooter okay. in the first place. Okay, so let me get back to this other point then. So, in that reality, I guess this is one of the things I don't get. How come is it that Ogs are discriminated against when it feels like Ogs are people who started out as non-augmented people? took on augment, augments because of a either voluntarily or to 
help with a disability, I imagine. And oh. then that makes them third-class citizens. Okay. you uh, In the first game, um, the main villain, I'm not, I can't remember his name, mm-hmm. basically designed and created augmenta- uh, augmentations in order for people with disabilities to actually lead normal to normal lives because the guy had a he led a normal life until he found out that he had some disease or other Mm -hmm. that basically made his muscles atrophy i think they actually mentioned that he had uh god what is it als something like that and then uh, essentially he developed dogs and then find out that the medicine that helped people cope with augmentation Mm -hmm. doesn't work on him so while he can use augmentations he is in extreme pain doing so okay um so that villainizes him at some point i guess uh there there's a lot of stuff that goes into the deus ex games okay so maybe too much detail Uh, i'm I'm not going to give out because it's so i guess what i'm concerned with is that so it's that's the acceptable notion of the game that that the 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 first so in the first game the creator of augmentation uh, was find out that there was some plans by a shadow organization, the Illuminati, mm-hmm. um, to basically start using augmentation to control the populace. It, we're getting into crazy uh, how crazy Deus Ex is, mm-hmm. and so he decides to villainize himself in order for uh, augmentations to not be controlled by the shadow group. However, what he did in doing so was basically make all people who had augmentations fly into a berserker rage. Oh. And that leads into what's now Mankind Divided, is because of that, people still have that fear of... That an aug is going to go crazy at some point. An aug is there, basically, they can crush your skull. Augs are caged animals in that that, um, that you're looking at them afraid that they'll be uncaged at some point and kill you. Yeah. Okay. And we're talking about people that some had dealt with accidents, some people had disabilities, and this was a worldwide event. Mm-hmm. And if I recall correctly, Mankind Divided, it takes place two years after the end of uh, Revel- Revelations. Something like that. And admittedly, um, Mankind Divided still uh, is still following um, Adam. Good, he's a good character. Uh, and this is revealed in one of the trailers is that Adam has been like his augs are not the normal augs because normal augmentation is just pure mechanical. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam's is nanite type augmentation. Meaning that technically his augmentations are meant to adapt to situations, which is what JC is. He is a pure nanite augmentation. Oh, okay. Explains leveling up in the game, I'm sure. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, and so in the second game, uh, Mankind Divided, they brush off all the abilities and such as Adam was so stuffed full of augmentations that he literally has more augmentations than his body should be able to handle. He got really messed up in the in the third game, in the beginning of the game. Really he, messed up. He, 
okay, in the first game... I mean, we don't need details. It's it's a video game where a guy is now part robot. He, he started out... pretty messed up. He got royally messed up to the point of where it's like he is now a full-body augmentation. Okay, so here's what I'm trying to get at. Because, mm-hmm. I, because we don't... Well, play the games. They're great games. Go ahead, do yeah. them. So well, what I was trying to get at with that is that... um. So what I, the complaints was that that this game is appropriating the Black Lives Matter movement. Maybe specifically because they mentioned an Augs Lives Matter quote in it yeah. or, or whatnot. But I, I, I'll i say, I, I for, the, for the most part, I support what the Black Lives movement is, is trying to do, what their ultimate goal is. Mm-hmm. But even separate from that, I don't know when it, is it was when it was that we forgot that science fiction often is a abstract or even like hyper hyper realistic version of what reality is and the fact that this game in in all intents and purposes is trying to be a sci-fi creation mm-hmm. games obviously do differently from maybe a novel or a movie but obviously it's going to be that science often science fiction works are a reflection of what's going on in reality or a reaction to something that's going on in reality or like a what if scenario of something that's going on in reality so for a game that's existed for for years and it's basically had these the, inklings for a long yeah, time. For, with the same things as always have, of course, of course, it sort of makes sense for the creators of this game to tie something back into reality, which if you're, the line is Augs Lives Matter, it's a brilliant tie-in, if you ask me. Yeah. If, if given from the sounds of it, from that sound of it, I'm almost thinking that the creators of the game probably lean that same direction, too, as far as what the movement is trying to do. At the same time, I also heard that the, the the morality in the game is very is very amoral because obviously they're trying to make you a choice, and ultimately yeah. the game doesn't exactly tell you what their real belief is. Yeah. But that being said, this kind of game is always about the your interaction with a virtual reality, and yeah. this virtual reality is trying to speak of certain themes that we find in our real life, which is what something something science fiction has done forever. Yeah, and the thing is, like, all the games have had very uh, various different endings to them. Because um, the first Deus Ex game, the very first one, you got to choose between, like, dooming humanity to basically the Stone Age, mm-hmm. um, allowing machines to become the next step in human evolution, or becoming a human singularity and mm-hmm. marrying humans and machines together. It sounds like Mass Effect 3. Are we talking about Mass Effect 3? <laughs> the way it, Deus Ex handled it a lot better than Mass Effect. Yeah. Um, not mentioning Invisible War, because Invisible War is a garbage <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah. Um, Deus Ex Human Revolution is, since it's a prequel game, it was you could either spin it to where the issue was caused by te- uh, a terrorist um, extremist cell within the um, pro- uh, natural uh, faction or you could spin it the other one where it was caused by the person behind augmentation uh, basically caused this to basically put it as augmentations are uh, augmentations are bad in general because they do this or uh, one of the other options was you just blow up the facility and let mankind decide for itself mankind decided <laughs> and um well, I mean, and I guess that's what I was trying to get at, that there's n- absolutely nothing wrong with 
with science fiction or any fictional work drawing themes from reality. That's a constant thing. Yeah. We still have tons of stories to talk about slavery, and all of a sudden we don't make, think that's appropriating what happened in the Civil War or and I'm frick or Civil War in general. I mean, there's plenty of like Civil War esque plot lines that all of a sudden we don't think is appropriating something else. I mean, granted that that might be less cultural, more political, but still that happens often. And I think, I think the autumn, the automatically taking that as, as bad is, is is discredited to what that kind of fiction helps us kind of process. Yeah. And the fact is I've seen other science fiction stories like this use similar themes where it's like, um where I, i've seen one where it's technically if you're not augmented you're a second class citizen so if you're all natural you are not going to, uh, you're basically less than human because if you don't get augmentation well i mean that's besides the point because i mean yeah i mean i don't know what ultimately do sex is really trying to say what they're saying but not until we play the I, game yeah even then and then it really comes down to that the, oh shoot i kind of lost my train of thought uh, the best way i can say is that the way the writers are placing this is that you get to it. see both sides of the argument and it's not the fact that like they're saying one is better than the other but they're basically giving you a, a look into the world and letting you make a choice based off what you hear and i think some of the criticism i saw was even upset that that the developers of the game weren't making a choice whatever i don't think that's necessary either yeah i mean that it's an open-ended game on purpose of course they're gonna let the player make the choice ultimately because that's what the experience they were trying to give mm-hmm. but i think the fact that they include it anyway probably gives you an idea actually i'll even go through this way this was the point i was going to make fiction including video games have have had this kind of plot of one group of people in a society being marginalized for superficial reasons is, is a theme we see in all kinds of fiction, including video games. Dice X is not the first time we have a game that is about marginalizing a group of people. I, mean, I could throw out Tales of Symphonia. Um, oh, yeah. That's all about that story. And that's a super random thing to even throw out in this context. And that's but a the same thing. game. Yeah. And that's, but that's the same thing they're trying to do here. So a theme of a marginalized group is nothing new in video games. Second of all, if the problem is solely that they use the phrase "Ogs Lives Matter" as a way, technically it's appropriation if in the most technical term of it, mm-hmm. but I think it's genius they used it because that really speaks to how much this ties into reality. And that's what you're trying to get the, the reader. I was going to say reader, but in this place, player. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to have them have a, men, a mini mental conversation of how this much ties into the reality they live in, that. That work of fiction is doing exactly what it should be doing. Because it's literally saying that this section of humanity is being so discriminated against that they're trying to do... They're trying to show off to other people that, hey, we're still people too. And... And oh my god, they have extreme groups within. Holy shit! Yeah, there's extremists on both sides. I wonder what that sounds like! (laughs) Yeah, there's extremists on both sides. Oh, so... So it's brilliant that they did that. Like obviously their execution is probably going to be a lot might leave a lot of desire too, depending on how they pull it off. Yeah. There's some places that do it really well, some people that do it really superficially. But that that that's a different criticism altogether. 
There should be no conversation that, oh my god, they appropriated this, because that is what fiction is for. Particularly the very the main purpose of science fiction is to test these things. It, yeah. Literally have a reality check when you have, when you experience these these fictional stories against your actual reality. And that's what they should be doing. And if this is what the game accomplishes, I think it's a great success, at least in that sense. Yeah. Who knows if the rest of it is any good? I'll, one day we'll find out when we actually play the game. I think Justin yeah. said he was going to get it. Uh, Justin said he was going to get it. Um, sad to say he's not here with us. Yeah, we'll, we'll check in with him next week to see how he actually thinks of the gameplay itself. But if he did get it. If it's anything like number three, this would be a fine game. So, uh, From some of my coworkers, they said it's actually fairly well done. The writing is still on par with Good. the first and third game. Fuck the second game. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going to marginalize that game. We're going to marginalize this because of the fact that it has so, so little ties with the original game. So little ties. Okay, so that that was a strong note, but but one last topic for us to speak to on today. Mm-hmm. A little higher note, brighter note, maybe, well, you, would, you wouldn't think so, but the note is actually going to end on Russia. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about Russia, because they're going to have an Avengers movie. Well, they're calling it Guardian. Guardian. Guardians. I thought it was Guardians. Guardians? I it was Guardian. Guardians? Guardian. Guardians. I don't know. Um, it, We know it's We Guardian. just saw the trailer. How did we get this wrong? Is it Avenger or Avengers? Avenger? Avengers? I'm pretty sure it's Guardians. I'm sure it's but plural. It, it's essentially Russian's version of Avengers. And it's pretty badass. It's actually very well done looking. Like, it looks like it's going to be shallow as fuck. But it's pretty badass. I mean, like when you have essentially, it, it it's the the plot line is the most generic one. It's like okay, yeah. we have super villains that need to be taken care of, so we're gonna grab some super powered people and then turn them into superheroes. And if I caught the trailer correctly, it's a bunch of superheroes that were experimented on by the bad guy. Yeah. And now you want to get revenge on the person who did this to you? Join us. That's exactly what the plot is. Yeah, <laughs> and it. it it's just so mind-blowingly just... But the best part, I think, that I saw is that their Hulk is a bear, which is Russian as fuck. <laughs> it's a bear that has a minigun. Uh, with a minigun. Well, he's like... Okay, so he's like a bear, bear tar? With like a centaur? A werebear. A werebear, yes. So he's like all human except for the head of a bear. And, the ba- and like, when he turns into it, it's like... You don't see the transformation, but you know that, like... He like, hulks up. He hulks up. He gets bigger. Like his back gets covered in hair, and hair, but it, like, and he wields a minigun. <laughs> and the funny thing about it is that the trailer that we saw had like, okay, here's these suits. These enhance your powers. And the guy that plays werebear, the, uh, the guy that the werebear is like, where's mine? And the next scene you see is cut to minigun. Cut to a minigun spinning up, and he just flings it out and starts firing. Like yes. Yes, that, the Avengers didn't have a minigun scene. We're happy. We're good now. Yeah. It is... It, a lot of my friends... Because the first trailer I saw was from a friend that rarely posts stuff on Facebook. And when he does, it's like, usually... Oh, shit! He posted something. It, <laughs> that was my writer. I was like, oh, hey. Clicked it, watched him like, holy shit. This is going to be amazing. Um, The trailer that we just watched before this was an English translation. It was a dub. So that's going to be weird. I actually think I, this is rare. 
I usually don't like watching dub, uh, not dub things if I can help it. But with this kind of movie, I might actually watch the the subbed version, just because I I okay, so you know this. Mm-hmm. We talked about this a little before we started recording. Is that you were a fan of the day and night watch movies or night watch and day watch because I think day watch was the sequel. And I'm also a big fan of the books because I have most of them. I haven't read the books, but I've seen night watch and day watch. So I'm already a fan of this kind of like quirky type of Russian cinematography as it is mm-hmm. when they go this route. I don't think I've seen another Russian movie in my entire life. But this just, I saw this and I was like, oh, it's, this, I, this brings back all the fond memories I have of Nightwatch and Daywatch. So I am watching this. Like, yeah. And it's probably going to be cheesy, like bad cheesy as hell, hell. But it's but a it's superhero still gonna be, movie. It's still going to be great. It's a superhero movie. Superhero movies are meant to be cheesy at times. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not going to be Marvel level quality here. We're like, let's just go in and have that expectation. It yeah. probably won't even be DC level quality. <laughs> But it's still going to be, be great. Russian quality. It's going to be great because I surprise. I mean, I think the graphics are on par with like a CW show. I would put the graphics. Some of them like the bear, the Hulk, or maybe like like ABC's event, Marvel Agents of Shield level. I maybe I, I would put it on par with like most. It's better than a. Siffy or sci-fi uh, TV movie. It's a lot better than those ones. It's not better than Sharknado. I have no idea. No, it, but it's it, it's probably going to be on par with like a major uh, like TV network uh, series that requires CG. So, yeah, you can see the C. It certain things are CG, and it might be not. It might also be this is not the final edit. But then again, like if this is your trailer. Would you do that? So. Assuming that they make trailers as, like, here's the gold of all our movie, mm-hmm. then, yeah, this is probably not going to be even, like, super groundbreaking in the graphics department. But, like, Hulk Bear is awesome. They did that really well, for the most part. I think you can kind of... It's, like, almost watching, like, a really good Blizzard CGI. War, but it, but done on accident, right on purpose. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, the bear is, like, clearly, like, you are totally not... CG. Realist, you're like, yeah, you're totally CG. And there's like a bunch of tanks and mechs that are like, when you're far off, they actually look really well. But mm-hmm. when like, when you see one scene where a tank rolls over a car, maybe we won't watch this on on IMAX. Maybe that'll be one thing we'll do to avoid. I don't think it's gonna be on IMAX. I, I think it's oh, gonna no. be in some theaters. Yeah, probably. But if it's on IMAX, maybe we should avoid it because it might be too noticeable on IMAX theater. Yeah. But it still looks pretty freaking awesome. Uh, other than that, like I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm a big uh, I'm I don't watch movies very often, but I tend to lean towards. But foreign I prefer movies. Dos <laughs> I tend to like foreign movies more than I like um, most. You suck. American movies. Because American movies are the me- best. What's wrong with you? You're not American. Michael Bay. His movies are fine. His movies are nothing but explosions. Which is fine. Like, I don't want him to win an Oscar for Best Acting. I mean, unless he does actually a good job at doing that. But explosions are fine. I'm sorry. I'm underneath the enemy's scrotum. Quotations. Transformers 2. Fuck that. Oh, come on. It was, well, I watched the first one and it was fine. The first one's okay. I'm actually pleasantly surprised by watching the first Transformer movies. I haven't seen anything since. So, 
Because I just, like... I watched the fourth one. The fourth one was quotations directed by him. But, no, it was actually... He was the, the producer for it. And somebody else directed it. And I liked it a little bit better than the second or third movie. Because of the fact that, A... It started out being that, you know, okay, this is going to be a typical Bay movie with the jokey character who's going to survive, but no, 20 minutes into the movie, guy's killed. Oh. So. Spoiler! Spoilers. So it actually handled it a lot better, and weirdly enough, the fourth movie had it ending on Optimus Prime saying, fuck humanity, you've done nothing but ruin my life. Apparently he's going to meet King Arthur in the next movie. He's going to meet the Transformer version of King Arthur. Still awesome. Yeah. And That's going to be weird as fuck. Hot Rod's going to be in it. And I don't like Hot Rod's I don't design. Care. I don't even know who Hot Rod is. Hot Rod is from the original movie. I the 1986 movie. I didn't watch it. Don't care. I don't know. All I know is Optimus Prime Megaton... And uh, Megatron. 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 So I was thinking the city in Fallout 3. Megatron. Megatron and Starscream just because Hefley always quotes that. Starscream? Yeah. You failed me for the last time, Starscream. <laughs> no, he also does the, like, when, I guess there's an episode where Megatron, like, like is defeated, like, early on in the episode. Starscream. Oh, yeah, and Starscream <laughs> immediately. Like... Megatron's defeated. I will take over the Decepticons. Oh, but, but, oh I wish Hefley was here because he does it so well. It's like, um... Oh, I'm so upset. If, if I could look it up, I would. They would distract everyone. I'm trying to see if I can find a quote for this. Uh, this needs to be played because we're about wrapped up. So. Starscream does it like in the first episode, too, because it's like... There's one Cinticons, scene where... Follow me! Something like that. It's something like that. David, he does like, it all the time. He does it all... He, he did it in the first episode because, like, one time, Star, uh, like, Megatron just got knocked, like, just got hit, and Starstream's like, shit, Megatron's defeated! I'm getting the hell out of here! And he just flies away. Okay, come on, come on, come on. It's gonna be right here somewhere. Oh, yeah, there's nothing. I have to double check if the original, like, G1 cartoon series is on Netflix still. Just so I can watch it over and go like, holy shit, Starscream is like the most... Uh, I know there's a death battle with Starscream versus Rainbow Dash. I don't know who won that. What? That's not like a pretty good... Follow me. Just have to... Oh man, I don't know. Man, I'm never going to find this. I thought YouTube was going to help me out here. Oh my uh, god. Next time I have Hefley on the podcast, we're definitely going to have to get him to do the voice. Yeah. Because it was amazing. But, yes... <laughs> Uh, but it's just one of those things of, like, Transformers! I like how we went from, like, Russian movie to Starscream. I feel like that sounds about right. And really, there's a new series being done by Machinima uh, for Transformers, and it's actually dealing with some of the comics, of all things. But the the crazy thing about that one is that it's... The entire plot is actually being run by Starscream and Megatron's like fuck this I am done I'm out uh, it's like taking place during one of the comic continuities where yeah, I can't Optimus it. and Megatron have basically stepped away because Decepticons and Autobots agreed this is a pointless battle and as such Optimus and Megatron stepped away from like they exiled themselves because they said 
fuck this. Okay, quick question before we sign off for today, then. Mm-hmm. Because I was watching a rerun of Stephen Colbert a while ago. Yeah. And, and he, um, he and, uh, the guy from, from, uh, Arena 911, I forgot his name, Tom, 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 Tom Lennon, Tom oh. Lennon, uh, they have an argument because, because he, he does these these bits where he like pits characters against themselves and like weird things. So he said there was Team Voltron and Dumbledore versus Team Optimus Prime and Gandalf. What? Yeah, that and they Voltron? both they each picked a side and argued for it. So I want to know right now, would Optimus Prime have a chance against Voltron? Optimus Prime versus Voltron. Oh, that would be a weird. Because I think one. you know that more than I do. Because I don't really. My my memory to pull from either of those characters is is limited. So, in a fight, who would those two win? That's weird because technically, if we're we're talking like, uh, it depends on which version of Optimus Prime. For the sake of argument, let's go with the movie version. Uh, nineteen eighty six movie or this Michael Bay? Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Voltron would win. Voltron would win. Voltron would win. Um, not because of the fact that um movie our movie version of optimus prime isn't bad it's just the fact that uh voltron has a lot more not only size but abilities because michael bay really didn't give uh his version of transformers some of the capabilities that were in the original transformers or other versions of it because his (laughs) Michael Bay's version of Transformers, he tried to keep it hyper realistic mm-hmm. to the point of where he could he did not allow for size changes because he wanted to, it's like take the mass. Transformers can change size. Have you not seen the original G one where it's been freaking... a long time? I didn't, I didn't even care for it when I was a kid, honestly. Freaking Megatron turns into a gun that's wielded by Starscream, and we're talking a pistol, huh? And then there's also Soundwave, who turns into a normal human-sized boombox. Okay. No, I wasn't aware of this. So, A, Michael Bay kind of severely hampered um, Transformers by, basically, they kind of have to keep their same quotations mass. In Michael Bay's defense, I can see why he probably would have done that, because then it would really make the human characters in that series obsolete. Well, that's the point. Was the fact that technically the human characters were kind of obsolete. No, they they were always. As far as I've seen, the human characters are always given the chance to be like like heroically involved. They can help, but mostly, like the original G one series, they were kind of there to basically. You had the movies, though. I mean, the, the Michael Bay movies. The, yeah, the Michael Bay movies. They were set up to be much more center place than most of the other series. Well, there we go. We just argue, argue Transformers. Uh, David, I think that's all for the show today. You got anything we should leave off on? Um, well, uh, check out the streams. Um, Mackenzie's going to be popping in soon. I'm not sure when. Uh, but her streams will be on Sunday, and she's going to be doing uh, some older games. since She's not a big video gamer, so she's going to be trying like old-school Super Nintendo, Nintendo-type games, as well as some that she kind of wants to do then there's andy on monday during monday night merlock lord e he's doing some world of warcraft i think for a little bit he's doing world of warcraft because of the expansion that just came out Mm -hmm. ha 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 
and because he's kind of getting burned out on Overwatch. Well, I think the season ended, so I think he was in take take a take a chill. Yeah. Um, Michael is still on hiatus because he's still doing crazy work related things. Uh, Friday, we're going to be trying to do with you, me, and Justin. We're gonna do uh, Borderlands again. No, we are actually gonna try out Ghost in the Shell. Okay. First assault. Is it multiplayer? It's multiplayer. I didn't know this. Okay. Should I practice between now and then? Um, probably all of us need to practice a little bit to gain a few ranks and stuff. Okay. Um, I'll take that into consideration. Uh, um, then, I, I, well, obviously this podcast is going to go out, but next week is going to be our two-year anniversary of the podcast. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be releasing a, a, a two-year anniversary episode. I'm, I'm hoping to get Monday off, but knowing my work... I have to come in because no one wants to accept the fact did you get holiday pay at least? Uh, I think I get holiday pay, yeah, but you, then again, that's if my job acknowledges that as a holiday. They should. It's Labor Day. Fuck. It's federal holiday. Anyway, so that uh, they don't even acknowledge half of the federal holidays. Okay, so and the last thing to mention is that here in Phoenix, Arizona, next weekend is also Sabata- Sabaton. Saboton Con. Saboton Con. Okay. Um, I know I'm going to at least be there on Saturday myself. So I'll report on what I see on Saturday. And uh, maybe, maybe maybe Asher here is going to join me, but it kind of depends on how that works out. It depends on how well I'm feeling that day, because work, work is work, still work. only having me do massive overtime. So, so. so hopefully we see some of you there, and we'll report back on the happenings of that one. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I think we're all good. I hope everyone has... Oh, uh, you've probably already seen Lord E post about it, but we're going to start gearing up to participatory in uh, extra life coming in november yeah so we have a goal set for a thousand dollars right now i would very much like to beat that so that we can uh we can i'd like us to impact. actually double that uh, i'd like for us to basically double our goal so we're saying it at a thousand right now but i'd love to see it at two thousand yeah so we'll we'll keep we'll keep you informed on how that's going to go one way or the other it is for a good cause yep not no. for us None of this. No is money for to us. us. This we is just, all towards charity. We give a rat's ass about people besides ourselves. <laughs> Most of the time. Most of the time. Summertime? Summer, summer, summertime. Okay, we need to go. We need to go. Alright, everyone. Have a good one. Adios. Bye bye. This has been a presentation of Front Row Geeks. Adios.